you can spend minutes, hours, days, weeks, or even months overanalyzing a situation, trying to put the pieces together. Or you can just leave the pieces on the floor and move on. Tupac Shakur. You're listening to Podnuts Pro, your podcast for IT business support. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Podnuts Pro. I'm your host, Marvin B. Tonight, I am joined by, I was going to say world traveler, <laughs> Kramer Snugs from Cascade Technologies. Kramer, how are you, sir? I'm good, Marvin. Glad to be here. All right. Glad to be here, folks. We are going to have a great show, although I do have to report that the weather tonight in Fort Lauderdale 74 and raining. Not the day that I was enjoying. I did uh, have a nice sunny trip down to Miami. Yes, I did go to Miami, folks. Had a nice little client visit down there, but uh, all is well. We're back here now and going to have a fantastic show. So, Kramer, let me go ahead and ask you, how's life? Good, good. Uh, you know, the holidays are here. Things are kind of slowing down a little bit before the end of the year. Um, the weather has been beautiful here. Not quite, not quite as warm as it is there in Florida for you, but, uh, yeah, life's good. I can't complain. All right. Well, I was going to say, you really can't complain because you're, you're on the beach, right? Uh, so, so yes, usually I am on the beach. Um, I am actually in right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina right now. I, uh, I live here as well and kind of bounce back and forth. Um, but yeah, either way, I still can't complain. Okay, because uh, I grew up on the beach as well, and okay. so it's it's nice to to be in a high school and be two blocks from the beach. So when lunchtime comes and the waves are up, got to have some place to go. Although I'm not your typical surfer guy, so that wasn't me on the Sounds board. Sounds dangerous, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm actually uh, a mountain guy, though. So I, I, I lived in the mountains for years, and once we started the company, I moved down to the beach. Uh, okay. Four years there, but I, uh, it grew on me. It definitely so, so if you're near Charlotte, so you know of Black Mountain oh, yeah. and all those places there. Uh, I went to school uh, in the town of Wake Forest. Oh, very nice. And we travel nice. over to... It was, uh, I didn't get as far as Black Mountain, but it was Ridgecrest, Crest Ridge. There were some camps yep. there that I did yep. some counseling with yep. and knew some people from the Charlotte area. My sister-in-law actually lives there now. And uh, those mountains aren't the same as the mountains of Georgia. No, no. It's funny you said Ridgecrest. I, my original business partner spent um, every summer at camp at, at, at Camp Ridgecrest. So really? Yeah. Small world. Small world, indeed. <laughs> Small world. Um, all right, well, let's get started here, folks. If you are just joining us for the very first time, this is Podnuts Pro, your podcast for IT business support, where we try to share product stories and tips, all in an effort to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. We interview other MSPs, other business owners, vendors, anybody who I think will help us 
in our journey, and Kramer is no exception. Uh, Kramer, did you attend all of the ASCII events this year? Uh, not all of them. Okay. Almost all of them. I skipped out on D.C. Uh, I skipped out on Chicago. Um, but I, you made it out west for the cup, though. I did make it out west for the cup. I did indeed. I just got back from uh, from L.A., and we had a fantastic time. Uh, we, we brought home some hardware, and uh, obviously, not, you know, we didn't bring the cup home, but uh, we, we did great. So uh, it was it was quite an experience. All right. And I know that for people that did attend those events, you had a great story to share. Uh, I want to focus a little bit more on you and your business. And other than traveling the world and talking about uh, some of your highs and lows, how was business this year? How's it going to end up for you? Business was good this year. Um, You know, I I mean, it doesn't matter how business goes. I I will say we could have done better no matter what. Um, But we, you know, we saw some growth. both in 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 clients and you know i guess monetary value but what we probably saw the biggest growth in was um our 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 technicians our engineers um and just our ability to handle the the cybersecurity landscape if you will we I mean, we started the year by completely realigning our pricing structure our security stack um, shooting to become a, an MSSP instead of an MSP, and uh, so we saw it was it was the year of change. Um, I'd like to think 2021 was our year to prepare for 2022 to be our our biggest year yet. All right, and and we did talk a couple of times, and you mentioned that a lot about you know streamlining and revamping stuff. So I, I wanted to kind of ask you about that. You know, with the year that you've had. Um, and everybody coming to you now saying, man, how did you get to be where you are? You're not about that. You're about where am I going to be next? So, yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate for where we're at now. And, you know, we're light years ahead of where we were, but uh, the mindset is kind of constantly where are we going next as opposed to, you know, where, where we've been. Um, we, we have done some major streamlining of our services, you know, before it was extremely difficult for myself or for my team to, you know, get a chance to get out of the office, take a vacation, uh, kind of like had to hold your breath. And this year we saw a big change of that with that, with that streamline, you know, we all, we all get a chance to take vacations and we all have a chance to get out of the office and kind of live a, a normal life. So I, I am fortunate for that. Um, but with that being said, the, the the growth that we've yet to see is is what's really got my. All right. Is 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 there anything secret about the streamlining that you did? Like, can you tell us what things you got rid of? Can you tell us any processes that you you know drastically changed? What was it that that made that happen? Yep. So, um, and I, I've said this publicly a, a, a ton of times, but. Uh, if you're in the industry, you, you probably know who Eric Simpson is. If not, uh, I highly suggest, you know, looking him up. Um, back in January, February, I guess, I, I met Eric Simpson. And, uh, you know, backtracking just a little bit before that, we would go into a client. I would ask him all the questions, you know, how many workstations do you have? How many servers do you have? Um, you know, 
get a full count of what we were dealing with. And then I would just come up with a number in my head that sounded good and say, okay, this is what your monthly bill is going to be. Sign the dotted line and we'll get started today. And while that was great for us when we were getting first started, uh, as we have grown, that was, that was no longer sustainable. So I worked with Eric. Uh, I got a calculator on in an Excel, an Excel spreadsheet that I carry around with me now. Um, where basically I plug in the number of sites that a user has, the number of customer or uh, the number of, of workstations and servers that they have. And it tells me, okay, this is what the bill is going to be. Uh, and that, that was kind of tough for us because prior to that, I'd say, oh, okay, you know, you don't want to spend $2,500 a month. Well, let's make it, you know, $2,000 a month and call it even. Uh, but I realized that I had to stick with that. I had to stick with, uh, whatever the calculator kind of spit out and told myself, okay, if you can't afford that, or if you don't have that in your budget, whatever the reasoning might be, then you're just not a good fit for our company. You know, we'll, we've, we've got to move on, keep our contact information, you know, call us. And at first I was really scared about that. I was like, you know what, we're going to lose so many prospects. Like this isn't going to work. We're going to fall flat on our face. Uh, but we came out of the gate running and, you know, um, it was like almost every client that we talked to existing clients were ready to, you know, to move up into a tier to security and pay, you know, more. Uh, but new clients, you know, we 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 came in with the with solid figures. We weren't you know, hesitant about it. And, and we found a, a really good response to it. So I'm, I'm glad we did it. So that was the number one key. The second key that was, I guess, if you want to call it our secret, uh, we were running, you know, 13, 14 different dashboards in a hundred different ways. And, uh, you know, we are a small team. So trying to keep up with that was a nightmare. So we kind of consolidated everything down as much as we could. We used Acronis heavily for our antivirus, for our anti-ransomware detection, you know, our backup and disaster recovery. We're patching through Acronis. Uh, we're doing as much as we physically can through there. Uh, and what, what we saw in turn was we were able to drop a lot of our other our other services. We cut our overhead, I would say, almost in half uh, mm-hmm. as far as our, our, at least from our tools and, and you know, things we were using. Uh, so we made our margins greater. We made our technicians, engineers' lives easier. Uh, and we were, you know, we were making more money. So Okay, that, that, that sounds almost impossible to cut the overhead in half. Well... The the way that the Acronis is is is, is basically a single agent, uh, and so you know we were. I don't I don't know what the right terminology to use here is, but I mean we were getting beat over the head when it came to antivirus. Um, our our RMM tool was ex- extremely more expensive than we needed to be paying. Um, you know we had separate tools for remote access. We had just all of this and uh, okay. basically with, with moving everything as much as we could to a Cronus, we were able to cut out all these other agents. We were able to cut out um, how much time my guys were spending up, updating software, you know, this, that, or the other. And I, I, I won't say it's, you know, guaranteed to be cut in half, but we, we certainly saved a, a large chunk of money when it came to that. Well, I certainly think that you can do that. I mean, I, you know, part of what I've been doing over the years is, you know, not adding new stuff just because it's new, Yeah. Um, making the tools that I have work better for me. And a lot of yeah. times there were features inside of a tool set that I just 
didn't know about because I didn't have time to look at it. Oh yeah. So, you know, being able to do that with, you know, one tool instead of three makes a huge difference. So, yeah. Oh, well, and for instance, for me, it was like, I never had time to go out and do sales. You know, I, I handle most of the sales for cascade and it was like, I had no time to do sales because I'm constantly just bombarded with so much information, uh, trying to stay afloat, trying to keep the wheels turning. Uh, and now, you know, I'm able to to step back and, and really focus on on our sales and what we can do to kind of grow that. So it's it's been a it's like, like I said, it's been a good year. <laughs> All right. So I know that you have been in growth mode. So your company is in how many states now? Oh goodness. Um, I want to say the, the <laughs> number now will probably be like eight eight states maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, somewhere around there. We're also doing business. Uh, we do we do some business. With another IT partner down in um, in Brazil, which is uh, really interesting. So we've kind of opened up that international uh, waters, if you will. How did that happen? Uh, through some connections uh, that I had over at Cisco, they kind of introduced me to a guy uh, down in Brazil who was running a, an IT company, and we partnered up. Uh, we, we, we help him handle most of his, uh, you know, disaster recovery and backup solutions and, uh, turned out to be a great friend. He's, uh, very successful and, um, yeah, just kind of ran with it. Nice. <laughs> very Enjoy. nice. Yep. So I've got a customer that they're not my customer, but they're out of Zurich. So okay. I do tell people that, you know, I've got an international business. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh it's it's you know i um yeah i i do say the same thing <laughs> all right so any secrets because I'll, I'll just be honest with you you are a tad bit younger than i am Look, and you're kicking and you're kicking butt <laughs> uh, what do you think your secret has been um for for years and years so so the butt kicking really started towards the end of 2020, 2021, if I had to say so. Um, but all of my career, people have told me, hey, burnout is real. You're going to get burnout. You're going to get burnout. I always said, like, no, you know, I'm, I'm built for this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm never going to get burnout. Well, come year three of, of or two, three of Cascade, I really started to get burnout working 80 hours a week. And um, the key to it has been stepping away. Uh, as ironic as that sounds, stepping away a little bit, taking some time um, and really trying to find that work kind of, I don't want to say work life balance, but really that because coming back refreshed and, and being able to run with it, um, you know, being able to focus on more, more of the important task at hands instead of getting buried in the, the, the day-to-day inertia, if you will. Um, that's when we really started to pick up and, and find more of a, a balance in the work and uh, really start to see some growth. Did you find that some of that was you just kind of stepping back and letting go, maybe having other people do things that you didn't want to let go of at, at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I would sit around for hours on hours on hours just tinkering and, you know, like nothing ever was uh, – I always felt like we could perfect something even better and better and better. And it, uh, uh, yeah. Bringing other people on board and having other perspectives and saying like, Hey, you know what? Like we don't have to, 
we don't have to go that route. We can kind of go this route and yeah, letting the reins go a little bit definitely um, definitely helped us to to get where we're at. So in other words, my quote for the day, <laughs> you, know, you can spend minutes, hours or days or weeks <laughs> analyzing the pieces or you can just leave them on the floor and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to move on. And that and that goes for customers as well. Some of our original customers. I don't I don't know who's watching this, but some of our original customers were, you know, at the end of the day, it just wasn't worth doing business with them. Um, you know, we one one specific comes to mind. He's uh, yeah. Either way, but but you realizing that every customer isn't a good fit and and letting customers go um, is is okay. <laughs> that is okay. It's 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 nice to fire a customer every now and then. I, I can attest to that. I <laughs> I uh, went through a, a lot with um, struggling. Yeah. To fire somebody because at the time they were our biggest customer. Yep. And we had been working with them for 18 years. Wow. And it was just that, you know, it was just that gut punch of, man, do I really? But at the end of the day, I'm so glad I did. I mean, just the stress of, you know, dealing with them day in and day out fighting Yep. to get them to pay. I mean, just even a fair, yep. you know, I don't yep. want to say fair wage, but I mean, you know, they were, they were <laughs> constantly, you know, constantly trying to, you know, take away money and try, how can we do this cheaper? And it's like, you know what, you should be paying double. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not understanding the value of what we did. And it was funny The And here's the thing, Kramer, don't worry about who's watching. It's only, IT techs and other MSPs and vendors. So if your customers are watching this, they, uh, they dug deep in the internet, (laughs) but my customer, it's, it's one of those things where I had several conversations over the years. And the very first time I raised my rates with, with them was probably, I think I had been with them five years before I raised my rates the first time. Wow. And the owner looked at me and did this little Mavi, I got to eat type thing. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're running a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. I got to eat. <laughs> you know? Our eating yeah. is different. And yeah. when I fired them, he actually made a comment about, you know, you're going to cost me 30% more in IT spending. Yeah. And deep down inside, I was like, good. Yeah, good. I tried to warn you. <laughs> you know, somebody else is going to benefit, you know, off of uh, me firing you. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I had a guy in Florida early on, um, and and we tried everything with with this guy. Um, but we would call and and cuss me out over like the craziest things, and uh, I let it go for like over a year. Like right when we onboarded him, this started, you know. And I'm like, something's wrong here, but we're gonna we're gonna take the money and and run with it either way. And we did it for about a year until one day, I don't, I think a bunch of other stuff had built up. He called and started cussing me out. And I'm like, Hey man, you know what? Like I'll do everything I can to help you with a peaceful trans like transition of power here, but I'm, I'm done. This will be the last time we chat. It was, it was, uh, I, I don't know. We can talk off air sometime about this guy, but he was, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, especially he since was, it's a Florida man, man right? <laughs> yeah. He's a Florida man. That, that's my Florida man story. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Good stuff. 
Um, so in terms of, you, you know, you mentioned all the things you did, streamlining your stack, yep. um, you know, getting rid of the too many dashboards and stuff. So your, your pricing that you did with the spreadsheet. So, yep. so I just in the last year went to a full it spreadsheet where I have, you know, now granted mine's probably more archaic than yours, <laughs> but I actually did make a spreadsheet where I listed out all the expenses yep. based on, you know, what we're doing for the customer. And I had to include in all the things that we didn't include in the past, you know, what does it cost for me to lease my space and what is our insurance and breaking all that out, you know, to an hourly rate, um, and um all of that so in terms of without giving away you know the secret to that uh that spreadsheet you have what type of pricing system is it is it you know i i i know it's probably not a per seat but is is, is it a per margin or per value or what's the basis for for that so we have our sheet uh our sheet is set up and we put in the number of users they have we put in the number of sites that they have um and that is multiplied by what our cost is basically like we have a hour cost per user and an hour cost per site we put that in there and we add our magic margin number to that and it just in one field spits out what the price is going to be now we have three separate packages we've got our you know i, I tried i've done bronze silver gold you know i've done uh, silver gold platinum i've done but basically, you got tier one, tier two, and tier three. That's the easiest way to put it. Um, and so basically, once I put those numbers in, it'll tell me what our, our tier one pricing would be. It'll tell me what our tier two pricing would be and tier three. Obviously, as you get towards tier three, that's like uh, VCIO and, and some more, you know, that's more enterprise level customers or, or, or bigger customers, if you will. But you know, the only thing I really do at that point is if we do need to do some negotiating, you know, I take maybe a couple of points off the margin, but um, hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't sway too far from that sheet. I've learned that. And it, and it's, you know, a customer either sees the value in what we offer or they don't, you know, right. and at the end of the day, I can't force them uh, to see value. I can, you know, I'm not going to take away from what we get from our value to give them it, you know? And, and so um, I just, we don't, we don't sway much. We really, we really, really don't. All right. Well, that's good to hear. I've, I've learned don't sway. You got to have that yeah. line in the sand yep. that we will not go beyond this. Yep. And, you know, I think I had to tell a customer something at one point where I told him, I said, I don't leave, I don't leave my house for, I forgot what I told him. <laughs> I don't leave my house for one. It's one fifty for me to walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. And he, he laughed at me. He's like, Oh, and I'm like, okay. And this, this is a person who's got a boat. Um, they've, you know, and I said, so if you get stranded out in the ocean and you've got a call for gas, what do they do for you? And he goes, Oh, it's, you know, whatever the number was just for them well, to show up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's the same thing. You know, and I, you know, and I kind of, this was back before, but I had to tell him, I said, look, it cost me $122 an hour just to turn on the lights in my office and trying to get them to understand that, you know, all that. I mean, that's not the number folks. Don't go trying to, I'm just, (laughs) just throwing numbers out. 
Um, we always say in the office, like people don't negotiate with the plumber. You know, you no. might try, but it's probably not going to be successful if you, you know, if you're an appliance breaks and they come in and fix it, you know, after the fact, you don't negotiate with them. You can try, but you're probably not going to be successful. And I don't understand why everybody wants to try to negotiate or, or, or discount the IT guy services, you know, where. So down here, it's a big thing where all of the other service industries now, even though you don't negotiate with them, they still have this little game where if you call enough people, you'll find somebody that'll do it cheaper. And that's kind of the mentality that I think IT had for a long time where people would go, yeah, I'll do it just to get the business. Yeah. And changing that mindset to no, I'm not going to do it just to get the business. Yeah. But at the same time, do you want somebody's cousin's fiance to come in and and, and do your cybersecurity work? Or do you want to, there's a reason that the price is premium. Do you want to have somebody with experience when it comes to ransomware and cyber attacks? And um, you know, that's, that's a part of the community. Is that, is that who you want to come in and handle the, um, you know, it's sensitive data. Everybody's data is sensitive. And at the end of the day, our services might look like they're expensive, but when you get breached and, you know, all of your clients data is being sold on the dark web for pennies on the dollar to the entire world. Um, that price doesn't seem very high anymore. Yeah. So I did a cybersecurity health checkup today. And I'm going to try to do this without showing the name or whatever, but that's their score. (laughs) That's the next customer. (laughs) And, uh, uh, I get to see them, uh, by, uh, Friday and, half the questions that I asked them about, well, who does this for you? And it's like, oh, well, such and such as son's friend did the website. And, and I'm like, okay, that's good. Who bought your, well, we bought them on surplus from an auction sale for, and I'm like, okay. And so going through and asking them these questions, you know, are your administrator accounts unique to each user? Everybody's an admin. <laughs> So many red flags. Yep. So many red flags. So that uh, that'll be an interesting conversation to have yeah. with them. Yeah, we've seen, oh, we've seen it. I um, and that's why I'm just at a point like that's more of a liability for us. You know, yeah. it's it's at the end of the day when something happens, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if something happens, they're going to point their finger at us and say, "Okay, that was your responsibility." And so, to assume that liability. You know, we got to be on the same page when it comes to the budget, and it's the budget has got to be worth us assuming that liability. You know, and and yeah. so it's it's but the insurance companies are making it easier for us to sell these days. You know, like cybersecurity services, they're requiring two FA, and they're you know they're they're the ones asking a lot of the questions that traditionally we had to ask. And so, you know, granted, you got to find a good insurance company. Um you know, to do the cybersecurity liability insurance, but they're making those sales easier for us by basically requiring their clients to have, you know, at least more, more cybersecurity than they traditionally had. Well, it is an interesting twist where when we were the ones saying that they needed it, yeah. it was all about, Oh, well, you're just trying to get money out of us. Yeah. And I think with all of the ransomware attacks that have been happening, people are starting to see, okay, man, we got to do something. And yeah. the insurance companies are saying, look, we 
can't keep affording to pay out on these claims when you guys aren't doing nothing to protect yourself. So you know what? You're going to start doing it. So now they can come back to us and say, oh, I guess you were right. (laughs) Well, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, having cybersecurity liability insurance is one thing, but not being up to to their standards, being breached, and then finding out that they're not going to pay anything out because you didn't have everything in check the way that you were supposed to, that's, that's a bad day. <laughs> that's a bad, yep. bad day. I don't want to be on the, I don't want to be on any side of that situation when uh, they decline a, a claim. So yep. I don't either. So, all right. Well, before we start talking about what's next, let's do a little paying of the bills here. And I want to do this. Good to pay the bills. So our show today, Podnuts Pro, is sponsored by NetAlly. NetAlly, your number one ally of networking professionals, both wired and wireless solutions that will help you better deploy, manage, and maintain even the most complex of networks. Your tools from LinkSprinter, LinkRunner, AirCheck, and EtherScope will all allow you to do the best that you can for supporting your networks and computers done right is our live stream sponsor, uh, managed it experts. They can help you offload your it operations with 24 hour monitoring computers done right is committed to providing superior managed it services and support in helping you focus on your business. All right. And let's see. Let's get rid of that. The there. NetAlly, I've got one of those Link Sprinter, uh, Link Sprinter tools. Those are uh, those are really nice on the fly on a on a job yeah. site. Uh, got to get you upgraded to a Link Runner or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, we used to be really, really heavy in the structured cabling business, low voltage side of things, and um, I really don't know where that shift kind of. I mean, we we did really good work, but I don't know where that shift kind of happened. But we do more. You know, we don't do as much anymore. We need to get back into it. Well, is it is it, it wouldn't be a, a cyclical thing, would it? No. Down here, no. you know, it, you know, as buildings, you know, right now the building market is starting to kick up again. So we're getting a lot of companies moving into new spaces, and so uh, a lot of yeah. the companies are getting a ton of business that way. Yeah. When COVID started, we could get into these buildings that nobody was in, wire them up, you know, do the whole nine. Right. Um, and and it was nice, but you know I think it's we just made more of a shift towards cybersecurity, and and when we made that shift, uh, we just kind of left the low voltage a little behind on it. But I'm sure it'll come back. We, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back. All right. And for our news tonight, uh, I think everybody is well aware of what has been happening out there between the AWS outages that continue to happen. Uh, they were down again today. Uh, I believe this time was the U.S. West 1 region. And uh, if you were having trouble with things like Disney+, Plus, Ring, Barclays, Slack, Prime Music, Alexa, Chime, Tickle Masters, or Ticketmaster, Google, Cash App, all of those were down uh, today. And then, of course, the big bugaboo, the Log4j security flaw. Yeah. Just... We have got to pay attention to that. Um, There is 
some rumblings that that could take down the internet. Attackers have had more than a week's head start on exploiting the software flaw before it was publicly closed, according to Cloudflare. Um, it is going to be very interesting. The U.S. government has issued a warning to impacted companies to be on high alert over the holidays for ransomware and cyber attacks. So that is going to make our our lives fun over the next few weeks. So, folks, patch your systems when you can. And in our Florida story today, I just have to show you this video. This is uh, a video of a Florida woman that was arrested last week after allegedly leading police on a wild chase through a golf course. Jody Ann Harvey, age 60, stands accused of a litany of offenses, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, DUI, criminal mischief, aggravated fleeing, and aggravated assault on an officer. She is alleged to have crashed through the golf course gate and drove directly onto the lengths of a course in her bid to elude sheriff's deputies after first debating them in an unincorporated community of Waterford Lakes, Florida. And folks, if you don't know where that is, that is just north of me. And uh, there she is getting out of the car. So if you are listening to this by audio, be sure to go to the show notes and click on the link, or you can click to the video here. We are coming up on the 32-minute mark. Uh, It was a roughly two-minute long ride through the golf course. She often narrowly hit golf courts and golfers. Uh, But according to the local affiliates, no injuries were reported as a result of the chase. She was taken to a nearby hospital for medical clearance before being booked. She is currently being detained in the Indian River County Jail with a bond well above $400,000. But she has yet to enter a plea in the case. I'm glad you chose that as the the, the Florida Florida man story of the the day because I play a lot of golf and I can only imagine seeing somebody barrel down the golf course in a Toyota <laughs> I was going to ask you about golf off air since you're in Myrtle Beach. I, that's uh, I I play golf periodically and I have not yet been able to play up there. I hear they're great, wonderful courses. Well. If you're ever in Myrtle Beach, let me know. I'm awful, but I play I play quite a bit. But uh yeah, if you're ever in the area, um let me know. We uh we have quite a bit of golf courses down there. All right. I will do. I will take you up on that for sure. I think there's eighty five public golf courses in uh Myrtle Beach alone, so so that is roughly close to so on our side of the state, so Fort Lauderdale in the east, there's a lot here, but uh, the Naples-Fort Myers area is okay. known for the most golf courses. Oh, yeah. Those are, they're nice. Oh, I can believe, they're probably, well, they're probably a lot nicer than the Myrtle Beach golf course. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is most of them are not public, and that's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. you, you got to know somebody to get on. Well, now, I, when I said that, there are, 80, there are 84 or 85 public golf courses in Myrtle Beach. I don't know how many private courses there are, but that's how many public ones. So. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get a list, and we can probably do a, a tour check while we're up there. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. So we talked a lot about your 2021, your world tour, your 
streamlining of the business and stuff. So we're coming up at the end of the year. What's it look like for 2022? So 2020, like 2021 was, like I said, it was kind of like preparing for 20, you know, getting our tools and everything in line. 2022 is now, uh, our goal is to really hit the streets running with new sales, new client acquisitions. Uh, You know, I've been on the road like crazy. I've been to a ton of conferences, soaked up as much knowledge as I could from that. Uh, so now we're going to start doing some conferences ourselves over at, at Cascade, not hosting the conference, but, uh, you know, attending. Uh, one of the first ones we have is a uh, convention that the Myrtle Beach Chamber of Commerce is um, hosting several hundred local businesses there to kind of go around. We got a booth. Um, you know, speaking of golf, we've got a ton of branded golf balls we're, we're, and, you know, T-shirts, this, that, or the other. So we're really looking to go and hit as many new clients as possible, uh, doing lunch and learns where we invite local businesses to uh, come learn more about cybersecurity, uh, where I'll, I'll also take that opportunity to discuss some of the cyber attacks that we have dealt with from from clients, new clients, you know, not having uh, the proper security practices in place, not having the right tools running instead of the other. So, uh, you know, I've been doing that for months now with, with all the audiences that ask you channel pro, you name it, uh, that are like MSPs. That's been pretty successful. Now, now I want to kind of revert that back and start talking to local businesses and say, okay, this is, this is why you've got to have cybersecurity. You're setting yourself up for failure without it. So is that going to be kind of like your marketing for 2022 and just, you know, your, your pitch to get new clients or just to, you know, give out information that you've gotten. Well, I don't want to give out information. I want to definitely get new clients. <laughs> well, you know, I want to give out information, but only in the in the effort of of, of uh, accumulating new customers. But but yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, we we we've got to continue to grow. Uh, you know, I'd like to see our team grow. I'd like to see um, I'd like to see us continue to pick up larger and larger customers. Um, you know, I'd like to see us begin working with, uh, with like doing partnerships with other MSPs and other, you know, especially any kind of, of break fix shops that we can talk with that aren't currently staffed or maybe they don't have the, uh, you know, the stack in place to run managed security services or even managed services, you know, talking with them to see how we can help them grow, how we can work together to, um, you know, building out and perfecting our own portfolio, but but help them kind of break into that managed services, you know, atmosphere. All right. I don't have my notes from earlier, but uh, you're looking to grow. That's going to be pretty good because you're big now. What's I can't remember how many you got on staff now. Uh, there's three of us in total on staff right now. Okay. Um, it kind of fluctuates a little bit. Um, you know, we've got some part-time people that we've always used when we, you know, got bigger projects and things like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of a, a well-oiled machine. So things, things seem to run well right now. All right. So three full-time. So on that, yep. so I've got me and two part-timers and then I've got, uh, okay. I've got four slash five consultants, depending on when that fifth one wants to work. <laughs> some contractors. Um, so that'll be good for you. Um, yeah. 
I know that you've maintained well with we, we've maintained well with the three of us, you know, and and we're, I'm certainly eager to to continue adding staff as we continue adding clients. All right. So when you're talking about adding staff now, are you? I know a lot of companies are trying to do this new balance with working remotely. So how are you guys handling that? We we shut our office down when COVID started. Everybody, I mean, before that we were in the office or I mean, yeah, we were in the office pretty much every day. I was in the office pretty much every day. Um, we shut down our office permanently. Um, everybody works from home now. Um, that's contributed to that work-life balance that, you know, I was talking about earlier. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, unless we grew like really, really big, and I guess everybody's definition of really, really big is, is different, but, um, like we'd have to grow a whole lot bigger than we are now. I may, you know, at that point consider us having an office, but I just don't see the need for it. You know, we never had any, people weren't driving by and saying, Oh, let me go stop at this MSP and, and talk to them, you know? And, and so having like a storefront is really not a necessity. Um, and, and I think we all really enjoy being remote and being able to step away for a few minutes at our own house, you know, whatever it is. So, so I don't see us going back to a brick and mortar shop, at least not anytime soon. All right. All right. Seems, Seems to work, to work for, for most. I, I needed I to have some separation. <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that i can see that um you know but but yeah working with the wife eight to ten hours and then going home and i had to have a <laughs> she's there i'm here even though we're <laughs> a thousand feet away that's enough <laughs> no i can see that i can see that um i uh i've got young children you know and so that's kind of difficult not having an actual office, you know, not being able to really separate myself from that kind of be on a zoom call and my four year old just come barging through the door. Uh, but it's, it's been, people have taken it pretty well, you know, with COVID and stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that changes as, as things get a little more stable. All right. Well, I feel like I've asked all the questions. Uh, do you have any for me? Um, Yes. Are you going to be attending any events in 2022 that I might run into you at? <laughs> so it's interesting. I actually, uh, I think I've committed to four events and I don't know which four. So I'm going to do one a quarter. Okay. Um, although one of them is probably not going to be a tech event. Okay. Um, it might, uh, might relate to podcasting. Okay. Uh, to see if I can kind of make this a little more professional of a show. Um, most likely I'll be, I'm assuming that I'll be back at the TechCon Unplugged. I will be at at least one ASCII event. Okay. But I don't know where I'm going to slot the fourth one at. And the reason I have to say that is this is, uh, I can't believe I'm going to, I'm going to tell personal information over the year. Uh, 20th year anniversary and the wife has made it perfectly clear that I need to do something big and special. There you go. So that will have to be one of my trips. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know if, I don't know what magnitude I will be on the road, uh, in 2022. Um, 
I can't imagine that it will be as much as it was this year. Um, or will it? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot's kind of in the air with that right now. I can tell you that um, I will, as every year, I'll be at the Acronis Cyber Summit, um, which this year was a huge blowout down in Miami. We had a great time. Paco was down there. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I should have been there, but I forgot. I think I got. I think I had a conflict. Did it? I think. I think it was the same week as another conference. Okay. And I couldn't commit to both for that that whole week. I think Kaseya may have had a conference, or uh, I'm not sure. I'm not Wasn't sure. that one? But I know that there was a conflict because I had to, because um, I was going to try to make it on Tuesday, but then Wednesday I had to fly out. Okay. And and got it. So I mean, that's really if it's now if it's in Miami again, I yeah. should be able to go. So so I. Uh... I went in 2019 and visited just, you know, as an Acronis partner in 2020, it was virtual. I was a, I was a guest speaker or a speaker at one of the, uh, the panels, uh, 2021, I was a speaker, uh, this year. We, they've always, they do it at the fountain blue down in Miami. Yep, Beach. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh, so in 2019 and 21, both of the years that it was in person, uh, slash hybrid, it was at the fountain blue. So I would, I'd love to see it happen there again. Um, All right, we'll have to uh, we'll have to chat with Amy see if she has any pull to keep it yeah, in Miami. Yeah, so I'll definitely be there. I, I would like to come back to Chicago if that's where the next uh, if they have the the TechCon meeting there. Okay, uh, I'll definitely be at a couple of of. I'm looking at joining ASCII myself. Actually, uh, wait a minute, you're not a you're not an ASCII member. Not right this second. No. All right. No, like I, I kind of always got in the door. They always let me in for some reason, so I didn't. Uh, well, they'll they'll let you in. Well, that's true. That's true. Just, I, I, got really, I, got, I got really tight with everybody from ASCII, so uh, I, I I should have joined. But um, so we're definitely joining that. You know, they there's been several events here in North Carolina, like Raleigh. They've had uh, you know not only ASCII but Channel Pro. So you know the local events that I can hit, um, I'll be there. Well, that'll work. And now that I know you're uh, in Charlotte too, I can go visit the in-laws and. Uh, there you go. Now I'm assuming you're not in Charlotte. I am not. Okay. Are you near? Um, <laughs> let's see. What's um, around Charlotte? Because I've got I've got a client there that's um, just outside of Charlotte. I'm north of Charlotte. In you're uh, north. I'm in Concord, North Carolina. I had a uh, graduate school buddy that was from there. Up north, and. I keep wanting to say Mecklenburg or something like that. Okay. Mecklenburg County that covers like Charlotte. Um, that, that covers primarily Charlotte, but there's a couple of other, um, that County covers some other places. Okay. I don't know what they are. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a 30, I'm about a, th- about a 25, 30 minute drive from Charlotte and, um, Canapolis. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, wow. Okay. So like I'm, I'm, 10 minutes away from Kannapolis here. Um, not far at all. That's a weird, that's, that's an odd one. I, I usually don't hear. <laughs> I so yeah, I had a buddy that was in Kannapolis. I had a, uh, one of my high school buddies from, uh, high school, uh, played football at high point. Okay. And let's see Greensboro. There's a shirt company that we used to buy from there. And, 
And I've got another friend in Rock Hill that's on the south side of yeah. Charlotte. And so, yeah, familiar with that area. Yeah. You, you come anywhere near here, give me a holler and we'll go play some, uh, we'll go play some golf or go get a bite to eat or a beverage or whatever. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have been listening to my conversation with Kramer Snugs from Cascade Technologies. Uh, I'm going to throw his website in the show notes, Cascade Tech USA, if you'd like to get in touch with him there or Better yet, I hear that they are big on the gram, Instagram, <laughs> at Cascade Tech USA. And I think that's where you put a lot of pictures. You put a lot of your low voltage pictures up there. Yeah, yeah. We were really, we were a lot more. I mean, we were, we're still active um, on, on Instagram, but that's really where we kind of grew our, um, kind of grew our Instagram following was from our low voltage work and, and stuff like that. So, We'll get back to it. It's a little, it's a little difficult to to share photos of cybersecurity. It's a lot easier to share, you know, uh, these sweet little pictures of uh, network racks and things like that. But we'll we'll adjust and find a way to to get more active on there. Yep, especially when they have all nice, pretty colors with the cables and stuff. So, oh yeah, the slim runs and you know, I love those cables. I do too. I do too. I, uh, they, they, it's come a long way. Yep. They have. <laughs> All right. Well, Kramer, thank you, sir, for hanging out and uh, we'll end off the show here, but you and I will definitely be staying in touch yep. and uh, hooking up. And ladies and gentlemen, you can catch Kramer on the road in 2022 as they expand their business. And if he and I go golfing together, we will show pictures. And you, can be, <laughs> you can be jealous. We will not show the scorecard, but we will. Show <laughs> no, no, we will not. Uh, That's great. So folks, thank you very much for watching if you are watching us here uh wednesdays live on youtube and the facebook uh this is the last official podcast of the year we will have one more next week december 22nd that will be the year-end holiday show and i've got several people that will be joining us there we will be having music we will be having beverages and uh who knows who else might be stopping by so i encourage you to pop in and watch us as we do that to close out 2021 i hope that you all have a wonderful 2022 may you make money and prosper i will see you again real soon and once again on behalf of my good friend kramer here we're going to bid you good night farewell and until next time holla